Konnichiwa! We have some show updates with Section 31, Star Trek Discovery, and also some news about Star Trek Picard. By the way, did you hear? We have an update on Seth Trek. Let's engage. Well, hey folks, and welcome back to TRTV News. Hope you guys are doing well, and hope you've had a chance to uh, listen to the most recent episode of These Are the Voyages. We just uh, dropped an episode not too long ago on uh, the documentary, uh, What We Left Behind. And I was joined by a good friend of mine, Lisa. So uh, uh, again, shout out to Lisa. Thank you for, for being on the show. And and uh, it, was, it was such a pleasure being able to talk about the, such a lovely documentary. And uh, anyways, if you enjoy Deep Space Nine, if you enjoy documentaries, then you're going to enjoy this Deep Space Nine documentary focused episode that we did on the main show. Uh, but that being that being said, let's go ahead and um, maybe talk about, you know, Star Trek news about uh, this show. And then, you know, TRTV news, this is what it's all about, talking about updates and show updates and things like that. So with that being said... Uh, like I was saying in the opener, there's quite a few things to uh, start to talk about, to start to unpack for the most part. And uh, I guess with that, uh, that's going to be looking at Section 31. So um, not too long ago, we, we were talking about and starting to cover some information about this idea of there being a Section 31 TV show that's going, or web series, I guess is what it's called, being on CBS All Access. And it's been kind of a mixed bag where people aren't really asking for this show, but yet uh, Alex Kurtzman, Secret Hideout, and I guess just the powers that be are, are wanting to, to push this. Now, if you're someone that's listening to this and you're like super excited about a Section 31 show, then great. That's awesome. Uh, Section 31, uh, kind of connecting it back to what we were just talking about. Section 31 is this idea that originally uh, came from uh, the show Deep Space Nine and how they're kind of in the shadows and kind of pulling some strings here and there, uh, doing the things that the Federation, that Starfleet, wouldn't necessarily do. They're, they're, they're doing like the dirty work, the, the more sinister type stuff with uh, with the federation and starfleet so you know we that that originally premiered you know in the mid 90s mid to late 90s on on deep space nine and then we get a couple sneak peeks of of uh, follow-ups with it in at least one episode of star trek enterprise and then we again see it in the kelvin timeline movies the jj trek movies and it makes a very loud entrance back into Star Trek Discovery, uh, specifically season one of Star Trek Discovery, uh, and then again even more so in Star Trek Discovery season two. And this is coming from, you know, wanting to to have Michelle Yeoh's character have some kind of some kind of role, some kind of part in uh, in this Star Trek universe that Kurtzman and company are are wanting to build and expand upon. And it's been described as, as Star Trek wanting to be like this MCU type of thing, 
where everything's interconnected, which we already had everything being interconnected prior to the era in which we're in now, but now it's it's trying to to really double down and do it in a more deliberate cinematic type of way. So with that being said, um, we have yet to see how things are going to play out in in this upcoming season of of uh, Star Trek Discovery season three, where we know that Michelle Yeoh's character, uh, Philippa Georgiou, is on the Discovery whenever they go way into the future. And by all accounts, the the things that we've been hearing um, is that this is not going to be taking place in the future, that it'll be taking place in the past. So I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. And I think I've, I've said similar things you know, when we were starting to cover Section 31 news. So with that being said, Section 31 is officially in their pre-production stage uh, for, for right now. And they have a code name of Wind Cleaver. And looking at it, there's going to be uh, a production window uh, where they're actually going to be filming and, you know, editing and doing all the bits and bobs that they do from May to November of this year. So May to November of 2020. And the way that that's looking, it's looking like we might have a potential release of early 2021. So that can really mean anything. That can mean the first half of the year um, or, or not. I don't know. But we we know that the Picard, uh, or at least I'm under the belief that, that most of us know that Star Trek Picard Season 2 is going to start filming in March of... 2020 with this particular show start um, section 31 starting production in May so there's a two month gap between the the production schedules so it would be interesting to see when Picard season two drops like could it be like a holiday 2020 or could it be like we're seeing right now where it's going to be an early 2021 still like in the same you know window of like a mid to late uh, January kind of thing like we we have right now with the first season so if that's the case then we might be looking at like a a potential spring for uh, section 31 premiering on CBS all access now there's a lot of what-ifs there's a lot of unknown things at this point but based on this schedule we can kind of make a, a, a guess you know uh, kind of like Spock does in The Voyage Home. I will take a guess. I will make a guess. And um, that's that's our best guess at this point is that, again, I'm probably sounding like very repetitive, like a broken record. I'm sorry for that, guys. But we're, we're probably looking at, like I said, um, sometime January-ish, like between November and January, likely for Picard, and then potentially for um, like a February, March, April, potentially for Section 31. Now, with that being said, um, this show will be um, starring Michelle Yeoh, who we've talked about, who's been established in in Star Trek Discovery already, and in um, yeah in Star Trek Discovery, and it's going to have like the the feel of Unforgiven is kind of how it's being described. Like that's the the term the the be- the descriptor that's kind of making the rounds at this point of of what to expect with this particular, this particular show. So if you're into forget unforgiven, then, um, you might like the show. And, um, 
anyway, we'll, we'll just kind of see how that plays out and kind of where it goes. So since we're talking about, you know, section 31, we're also going to be talking a little bit about uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, Season 4. So currently that show is uh, in pre-production as well. And um, it's my understanding that this will be um, in earnest starting production later this summer. So again, kind of like how we're stacking things with these shows, like with Picard in March, with Section 31 in uh, May, and then with with uh, Discovery Season 4 being later this summer, um, we're, we're going to be inundated with Star Trek programming uh, in 2021. Now, the only thing we don't know about, about uh, Discovery Season 4 is if it's going to be a traditional... Uh, like 10 episodes, 15 episodes, 20 episodes, whatever it's going to be, like it has been in the past, um, or if it's going to be more of like a mini series, or if it's going to be like a movie, kind of truncated type of thing. Um, we don't, all we have to go off of right now is how season two ended. We have zero information about season three, other than there's been some, uh, some filming in Iceland from some of the exterior shots that we've seen with Michael Burnham in this new character kind of walking around um, outside where he's telling, you know, Michael Burnham that you believe in a ghost in, you know, wearing the, the Starfleet Delta on her, on her uniform. So uh, that's all we really have to go off of right now is that discoveries in the future way in the future. And, you know, the, the Federation at this point is kind of in shambles basically. So, uh, that's all we have to go off of. I'm, I'm sorry for saying that, but it's it's very interesting to say the least. You know, knowing this stuff, considering this stuff, um, as we as we get prepared for more Star Trek. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about about this news about you know this production schedule with Picard with Section Thirty One, this new show that's going to likely premiere in 2021, as well as um, the news of Star Trek Discovery season four starting production. I mean, it's something to, to think about, to pay attention to, and we certainly will as we continue to pay attention and to cover Star Trek news for you guys that, that tune in and listen to this on the regular. So I do want to um, talk a little bit about uh, Star Trek Picard. So Star Trek Picard has been out for, uh, this is, we, it ju- we just had the, the third episode come out. And uh, by the way, if you aren't already aware, and this is like your first time tuning in, welcome. Uh, but you know we do we do these these news these updates with the the TRTV news we do the main stuff where we're talking about like longer form Star Trek content um, and ideas and lore and things like that but then we also have you know we have the 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 weekly reaction episodes on Engage and so far we've been we've covered the first two episodes um, right after they've been released more or less for you to listen to on Sundays. So with that, we've, we've talked about like the episodes themselves and the content that has been created up to this point. And some cool things about what Star Trek Picard is doing for the viewers and for CBS All Access is that um, it is breaking records, apparently. So the premiere was up over 180% over um, other content like Star Trek Discovery, which 
initially was the one setting records for for Star Trek on CBS All Access. So that's huge. And not only that, but it's also been the primary force. So, so Picard, again, Star Trek Picard, has been the primary force for um, CBS All Access as well, um, subscriptions, to drive it up to over 10 million subscriptions. So there's been, um, gosh, like, I think like, it was like a three to four million subscriber increase um, in like the month of January alone because of Star Trek Picard. So that's, that's pretty cool in the grand scheme of things. It's not huge. It's not, I mean, it's good, but it's not great in the grand scheme of things because you look at Netflix, you look at, um, Disney plus Hulu, all these other platforms and, but they've just blown it out of the water with the number of subscriptions they have. I mean, Disney plus alone has done a phenomenal job just on day one with having, I think it was like, I think the number I heard was like 150 million on their first day, which is huge, which took Netflix a very long time to even approach that number, uh, when it was first developing its streaming platform. So, um, but CBS all access being a brand new platform that's only been around for like two years, I think, I mean, two years since like discovery came out. So the fact that there was like an increase of like three or 4 million just in one month, because of Star Trek Picard is saying something. So, uh, depending on how you want to look at it, it's, it's a very positive thing for CBS all access. So with, with those things in mind, um, we also have, uh, kind of something else to talk about, which we also entertained a couple weeks ago when we were doing first introducing this idea of, um, Seth MacFarlane, wanting to basically buy the rights to Star Trek. So part of part of what's going on with CBS All Access from from what I understand and and the Star Trek properties that they have, there was a recent uh, remerger of CBS and Viacom that had originally split back in 2000, I think it was 5, 2006. So that was part of the reason that there was a cancellation with Star Trek Enterprise. And that's also the reason why we have the 2009 film series, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond, that the, the company split where one was able to retain the rights of the original like stuff, so like from the 60s up until 2005, along with the merchandise and the original movies, they were able to retain that, but then the other one couldn't, so there had to be a 25% different contract in creating new material. And it's a very, very, very convoluted uh, type of type of issue, but that has also caused problems in wanting to create content. So there's been the the Noah Hawley movie of like, will they, won't they make make Star Trek four type of thing, and we were talking about that. That's the movie was back on with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, and it's not anymore. And Noah Hawley was wanting to make it, who's also the the person behind like Legion, if you watch Legion. And um, Quentin Tarantino also wanted to make one as well. And Tarantino, he he has hated the 2009 movie series. And he's like, I don't understand like why we're just like getting rid of the entire like history of Star Trek just by like the swipe of a pen, basically. And he wanted to focus, Quentin Tarantino himself wanted to have his own movie focused on 
like the original timeline, which wasn't going to be allowed. And Noah Hawley had apparently penned his own story to where it would be set in the original timeline. So the timeline that, you know, or the rights, I guess, that was based in um, like TOS, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, things like that. And he was ultimately rejected recently because it was allegedly too trekky. Um, he was trying to create a story that was based on hope and adventure, optimism, um, and then having the minimal amounts of action. So like having action as part of the story, but not the driving force behind it. So he was wanting to make it more closer to the movies that we've seen pre-2009, if that makes sense. I hope I haven't lost anyone. I know this can get a little confusing, but part of the reason it was turned down is because if a movie was made, it would have had to been made under the, t- the 25% difference, which would have gone back to Bad Robot, which means it would have extended the, the movie contract with them even more. So there's a will-they-won't-they they type of, of thing where can we wait them out and be able to create our own content, like our own original content, again, that's, that's directly linked to the original timeline like the Gene Roddenberry Trek, not the J.J. Trek. I would, I don't know what what Noah Hawley's Trek would look like, but it does sound um, interesting and something I'd very much be interested in learning more about and p- potentially seeing, especially with this idea of like a brand new crew. So not like new, like a, a reimagined Kirk and stuff like that, like we saw like in 2009 Trek, the J.J. Trek, but seeing a new crew on a new ship, whether it's the Enterprise F, the J, or it's some other ship or some other station that we can go aboard and and uh, get to know and love like we have these other shows um, that we've seen before. But so so that being said, the Noah Hawley movie is 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 off the table as of right now. The Quentin Tarantino rated R Trek has been shelved indefinitely, so that's not happening. But going back to to CBS Viacom, them remerging. Uh, Seth MacFarlane recently established a contract for at least five years with NBC Universal. So he's left Fox, and um, he's taken the Orville with him. He's taken Family Guy and all that stuff with him, like we were talking about before. And part of what him and NBC Universal were trying to do is they're trying to outright buy the rights to Star Trek because he's wanting to more or less do what he's doing with the Orville, but with Star Trek. And so like using like the, this serialized storytelling, like we've, we've seen in past iterations of, of Star Trek television and going from there, they, there was supposed to, there, there was supposed to be a meeting. There, there was a meeting uh, not too long ago that was supposed to be two hours long and um, NBC made an offer to CBS Viacom to outright buy the rights to Star Trek to do whatever they want to with it, basically. And they turned them down and they had this offer of what was considered to be a lot of money. And people started walking out of the meeting within 30 minutes of it starting. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to happen. Seth is is dead set on on owning the rights to Star Trek 
and he believes that he can own the rights come, uh, I think he was saying 2022. So if it happens, that's going to be great. And um, I'm very interested to see what will happen uh, with, with Seth running Star Trek. There's been a rumor that if he does acquire the rights to Star Trek, that he would kill Ed Merceroff, so his character, off on the Orville and make the character of Kelly, um, played by Adrian Palicki, the new commander of the Orville. So it would be a um, a Kelly-run ship, an Adrian Palicki-run show, basically. And um, he would focus all his time on Star Trek specifically. He's also... Um, it's also been a rumor that if Seth does get the rights to Star Trek, he's immediately going to give, uh, I think he said, Star Trek Discovery the Axe. Same thing with Section 31, uh, Star Trek Picard, as well as, um, I think he was saying, maybe even saying Star Trek Lower Decks. Pretty much every show that is out right now under CBS All Access, he's going to give the axe. Except for Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Prodigy, that he would allow them to finish out their run, which I can I can appreciate that I can understand what he's he's doing. Um, he's a huge Star Trek fan. He understands the heart of it, and he also has uh, plans for wanting um, Scott Bakula to play some kind of part in a future Star Trek program um, because he was I mean um, Seth MacFarlane did have um, at least one or two guest spots on Star Trek Enterprise. So I think Enterprise has a, a sweet spot in his heart. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, that's kind of the news as it is right now. It's a lot of dump for you guys. But what do you think about this stuff? Like hearing all these things about, you know, like I said earlier, the development of Section 31, the Season 4 of Discovery, uh, the timing of things, and, and you know, all this stuff like with the rights issues and and more, having more information about a, a Seth MacFarlane run Star Trek era. You know, just connect with us. I'd love to hear what you guys are saying. Make sure that you check us out on all the socials. We're at TRTVPod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure you like the page and join our group. And um, if you want to uh, connect with us, make sure you open up Hailing Frequencies. You can... Um, get in touch with us by entering in coordinates trtvpod at gmail.com you can also send us a voice only communication to 817-752-4757 it's 817-752-4757 remember there's a three minute time limit and your comments may be used on a future episode of TRTV News these are the Voyages podcast or engage finally if you want to send something in to us you can do that by addressing it to the Lone Star Station PO Box 2455 Azel, Texas, A-Z-L-E, 76098. Folks, thank you once again for hanging out with us, for engaging with us, for making it so. And um, we appreciate you so, so much. Make sure you check out um, the most recent episode and also keep an ear to the ground for our reaction our reaction episodes that come out each week uh, on Sunday while Star Trek Picard is on the air. And as always... May you boldly go and make it so.